Hey there, this is Rachel. Just a quick warning. This podcast contains adult themes and occasionally offensive material. Well, we don't find it offensive, but you might. So you've been warned. Listen to it with your headphones on, folks. Welcome to Lousy Dates, your weekly podcast offering up a cornucopia of awkward human dating rituals, embarrassing gaffes, and good old-fashioned jerks. We take stories submitted by listeners like you and broadcast them to the world. Today, we have three amazingly bad dates to share with you and key takeaways such as a magician never reveals his secrets, the devil is in the details, and blue is not everyone's favorite color. Whether you're a hopeless romantic or whether you've decided to jump ship and join a monastery, We have something for you every Saturday morning. Take your walk of shame with us. We're your hosts, Sarah and Rachel. Let's spend some time together with some lousy dates. So let's jump right into it, Rachel. Uh, What do we have first? All right, first up, um, we have one called The Magician. Uh, And this is from Jen in Etobicoke. Jen writes, I'm polyamorous, but I don't really date a lot outside of my relationship. The freedom to do so is great, but it's rare that someone catches my eye. My partner, on the other hand, goes out more regularly and meets people. Every so often, they encourage me to get out there and meet someone or at least test the waters. So I will humor them by making a profile on a dating app, but things usually don't go past a message or two, and they rarely, if ever, end up as an in-person encounter. Feeling kind of bold during one of these times, I asked this guy I'd messaged a few times to meet up. We met at a reasonable enough pub, and then he showed up, and he was dressed pretty nice, and he was actually really good looking, maybe even better looking than his profile pictures. Bonus, that never happened. So we enjoyed a drink together and made small talk, and then things got personal, really personal. He casually mentions that he has an enormous penis. I kind of laughed, because how am I supposed to respond to something like that? with a congratulations, but it gets better. He goes on to elaborate on how it's really a burden for him because women just think he's too big. I'm not sure what my face said, but I'm pretty sure it did not say, tell me more, but he did. I finished my drink and excused myself to go to the washroom. From the ladies, I texted my partner and I told him what a nightmare date it was turning out to be. He was sympathetic, but he also thought it was pretty funny. Not wanting to be rude, I returned to my date. He had ordered appetizers while I was gone. I felt trapped. I took control of the situation and tried to change the subject. I asked him about his job, then his friends, then his family. I asked about his childhood. I think I even asked about his favorite foods. I was really grasping at straws here. And then it happened. I asked about his hobbies. Uh Uh-oh. Just what I thought. This could not get any more awkward. I touched on the thing he cared about more than his giant penis. Magic. He pulled a deck of cards out of his pocket and asked me to pick one. He did some shuffling and then asked me to put the card back in the deck. And then he did some more shuffling and voila! Was that my card? No. No, it wasn't. How about this one? No. Hey, what about this one? We went on like this for more than just a few cards. And then he changed gears and pulled a quarter out of my ear. I wish I was kidding. I decided enough was enough. I paid my half of the bill and left. He texted me a few times after that, but it was mostly asking if I could give him a ride to this place or that place. There were just too many layers of sad going on here. Wow. 
Sarah, this is, I would give this an A plus for awkwardness. It makes me no longer believe in magic. That's for sure. <laughs> Do you believe in magic? No, <laughs> frankly, we don't. Not no. after this fiasco. So let's unpack some of this. What, uh, what about this date for you was particularly uh, gruesome and terrible? Starting any date, unless it's purely like you guys are going to hook up and that's the whole intent of this. Maybe don't instantly talk about your penis. If this, if Jen uh, had disclosed her polyamorous situation, maybe this guy was thinking it was just a hookup. Feel like he could have interpreted that as such. But I mean, that is not necessarily true. I'm just speculating. Why bring up the huge penis right away? It seems like it's more of a closer than an opener. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree uh, with that. And, you know, and this goes both ways. Ladies, don't start a date by talking about your labia either. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not the beginning of the date. End with uh, that. End with it, for sure. Another thing, uh, the magic. Mm -hmm. I love a good card trick. I love a good trick in general. Hey, (laughs) tricks are not. Is anyone else channeling Joe Bluth here, though? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, in his fridge at home, there's a dead dove. Um, yeah. So the magic thing, I have to give him kudos for being playful and you know revealing something I guess pretty real about himself. But I don't know how real it was because he seemed to really suck at it. So do you think he just said that like as an excuse to like touch her ear or pull something out of his pocket that wasn't his penis? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had a thump noise because the cards are really unimpressive. So maybe he like does something really unimpressive so that when he does pull out his wang, it's like, wow, this is a much better trick. Uh, it's not even enormous. It's just average size. <laughs> Super average. It's bigger after all the card tricks failed. But yeah, after going through 51 cards and not having chosen... You're just excited to see anything else. (laughs) Right. Uh, What do we have next? Next we have, uh, what's in a name? Oh, I see that. And this one is an amazingly bad date from Shauna and Vaughn. Shauna writes, I had a great date. We met online and we met at a pub. He was really attractive. I got along so easily with him and he was really funny. We chatted for hours and then took the date back to his place. He lived along Bloor Street above a bakery. He had a fabulous record collection, tons of books, and had tasteful bohemian decor. We drank wine and listened to music. We made out. It was so fun and low pressure. I ended up staying the night and in the early morning hours rushed to class, exhilarated by my date. As I rode the TTC to class, I checked my phone. I reread our text and smiled to myself. It was a great date. I got to the cafeteria before class started and grabbed myself a coffee. Some friends were already there and I joined them. I went on and on about what a great date I'd been on, how smart and awesome this guy was. Then my friend Chris asked a really obvious question. What is the name of the future Mr. Shauna? Holy fucking shit. I had no idea. Literally none. It was not on the tip of my tongue. It was not deep in my frontal lobe. It was not in my phone. We hadn't exchanged any emails. We had gone right from the dating site to texting. I literally had nothing except where he lived. All day I racked my brain. What was Mr. Wonderful's name? Later that day, we exchanged a few texts. He said he had a great time and wanted to see me again. Yay, but also no. How could I go out with him if I didn't know his name? Maybe it would come up. 
We met again at a different pub and had a few drinks. The conversation was light and came easily. He had this really elfish sort of twinkle in his eye. This date didn't end up back at his place because we both had early morning commitments the following day. But we kissed goodbye and it was lovely. And then it was immediately awful. I still hadn't gotten his name. And now, two dates in, I couldn't possibly ask. It was too mortifying. So I ghosted him. I made excuses about being busy with school and work and was really nice to him, but just couldn't bring myself to tell him why I was avoiding his company. Years later, he would add me to LinkedIn, and I accepted, even though I had no idea who this person was based on their name. It turns out he has a really cool job with an NGO inoculating babies or something. Yeah, that's really upsetting to hear. I really feel for this this listener. A few ways to get around this, though. Starbucks now. Hmm. Take them. I'm so sorry that Shauna didn't have this opportunity earlier. Yeah, that's that's actually really smart. Um, except for people who use a Starbucks name, uh, like a, a nom de plume for your Starbucks cup. Uh, do you have one of those? I do. I go by Jasmine. Why Jasmine? Honestly, it was just, it sounded fun and edgy. And uh, I mean, I like Aladdin, so it really, really <laughs> felt on brand. Uh, mine is Eugenia. Eugenia. Yeah. Um, it's a long story that's not that funny, but uh, it's Eugenia. So uh, and they're like having to spell it out. That's my favorite part. Um, yeah. So that, that is a good way around it. Another thing is, I mean, they were texting. So a good rule of thumb is to actually put the person's name in your phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. critical. She could have been texting with her boss. Maybe <laughs> she wouldn't have known. Because uh, if it's just like a whole bunch of numbers randomly, like it could have gotten really bad. And I mean, what if they, what if she wanted to send like, you know, some sex? Is, is sex the word? Yeah, sex is the word. Um, you is know what? Just sexting. No, it's both. You can have both. Yeah, that's really critical. You, nothing worse than when you go into work on a Monday and you're fired because you sent your titties to your boss. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, not... Uh, not a professional move there, unless no. your profession involves showing your titties. So, yes, yes. I mean, hey, no judgment. Um, another thing I want to point out on this is, you know, Mr. Shauna, if you're listening, or Shauna, if you're listening, maybe reconnect on LinkedIn. You think so? I mean, it's a shot in the dark, but you know what? If they thought about you enough to add you to LinkedIn yeah, years yeah. later. Mm-hmm. And that's after only two dates. Like, I have to say, she must have made quite the impression. And I mean, obviously, he made an impression because she's still kicking herself about this years later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you do do that, Shauna or Mr. Shauna, yeah, get back in touch with us. Let us know how it goes. But also, do you think she could have ghosted him? Or would you have just like confessed, hey, you know what? I'm really embarrassed by this, but I have no idea what the fuck your name is. Yeah, I mean, also you maybe preface it with like, you're fe- you've been concussed recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I don't know how to set this up so it would work perfectly. But you know, if you know you're going to go to a specific place, you have a friend casually run into you and they'll go, and then you can be like, oh, hi, Bob. So great to see you. Bob will be like, hey, I'm Bob. Nice to meet you. Yeah. And they'll shake their hand. They'll introduce themselves. The yeah. Bob will say, funny running into you here. I'll see you later. Bob's gone. You know the name. Bingo, bango. What you're recommending here is building a relationship on deceit. I mean, 
mean I don't think it's built on deceit. I mean, she thinks this man is her soulmate. She just didn't know his name. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's Now it seems almost like an insignificant detail. Years later, funny story, she didn't even know my name. <laughs> and now we have four kids and live in a mansion. Yeah, sorry, Shauna. Sorry for your luck. All right. Um, our last tale from the ninth layer of dating hell. Sarah, tell us what Brie and Oshawa has to say. So Brie writes, when I was in school, I met a guy named Scott. He was a few years younger, but was a lot of fun to party with. He was easy to go along with and had an okay face and was able to throw them back like nobody's business. Scott was a freshman the entire time I knew him because he changed his major every semester for the two years we went to school together. We'd hung out a few times, drinking at the local pub, and had a blast at some parties together. Eventually, our casual friendship took a very flirtatious vibe. A few Donnie text exchanges later, and we decided to hang out for a casual movie night at his place. Just as I was getting ready to head over to Scott's, my period started. I wasn't worried about it, and off I went. He lived in a party house and had a few other roommates. We headed up to his room with some drinks and snacks. I can't even remember what we watched, but about a half hour into it, we weren't worried about what was on TV. Mid-Mexico, he started to undo my jeans. I stopped him. He looked more than a little crushed. He suggested we go into the shower because I was on my period. I declined and said we could keep fooling around, but I wasn't down to bang. After waking out a little longer, he slid down his track pants. Yes, I had dressed up to achieve a cute and fuckable look, and this dude had on some sweats. Anyways, he slid down his track pants, and I kid you not, I gasped. Scott was packing an anaconda. I honestly had no desire to deal with that thing at the time. I told him I wasn't into doing anything other than make out. Scott was a little sulky, but he didn't make too much of a big deal. I texted my friend who was picking me up later and told her to call me saying she was coming now. Scott wanted us to pick up where we left off after the phone call. His poor me, I had to deal with my own boner attitude really turned me off. For the next few weeks, I made excuses as to why I was too busy to get together. I'd lost interest, but later realized I hadn't had sex for a couple months and decided to see if he'd wanted to come over. How often do you get a hookup with a porn-sized dick anyways? I told him I had to work, but if he wanted to come over, I'd be home for a few hours. He came over and we hooked up. I had high hopes for this monster cock, but it was some of the worst sex I'd experience. Afterwards, I almost immediately asked him to leave and never spoke to him again. It was the first time I truly understood why they say it's not the size, but how you use it. So the first thing for me is other people do wear track pants on dates. So I just <laughs> want to be clear that that is a thing. I'm not the only one. And this is exactly the kind of date where I also would have donned sweats. So I have to say, Scott, your dating attire for me was five stars. <laughs> a lot of big dick energy in this uh, episode. A lot of big dick energy in this episode, for sure. <laughs> you know, what I really, really stood out to me is, yes, okay, people wear track pants. I, I, sorry I ripped on you last time. But the freshman for two years... Did you did you get an image of Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, like hitting his head with a like van and just being like, "Oh my god!" Like that's that's this guy pretty much. At least <laughs> that's, that's what I think this guy is like in my head. <laughs> I'm gonna be very honest with you. I've never seen that movie, but I believe you. 
So uh, this is where our generational divide is very clear. Even though we're only six years apart um, and you are like pretty squarely millennial, but I think that you are like, yeah, this is like one of those things where like, I feel like everybody has had to have watched that movie, but then I realize, you know, I'll just keep my cultural references to myself, okay? <laughs> if you could if you could keep your older millennial comments tighter for me, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll lock them down. Sorry, my bad. And to all the uh, Gen X and older millennials, I apologize for my co-host. Um, it's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> all right um but yeah i mean i feel kind of bad that she dressed up to look cute and he wore track pants um but i also feel kind of good that she was very like in charge of what she wanted you know mm -hmm. it could have been pretty easy to just kind of be like oh fine you know i won't let this guy sulk over his boner um but no she was like i'm not having any of that i'm going mm -hmm. but then you know couple weeks go by and she's like you know i want to get some and i know exactly where i can get that also uh side note don't sulk if someone does not want to have sex with you guess what respect their decisions consent is cool kids mm, consent is so cool yeah agreed so rachel do you have anything else that you're thinking about uh these blue balls no no i i think that we've we've covered all of the all of the badness that was mm -hmm. uh in this date i mean honestly calling this a date is um i think that we've really stretched the boundaries of that definition this was like for me this was a booty call yes yeah. yes yeah so um and that's fine um because i mean we don't discriminate if you want to submit your booty call horror stories and your date horror stories and whatever that's fine i'm good with that mm -hmm. doesn't need yeah. to be you know chocolates and flowers no uh, it's great uh, if you know my dating history it's never been either of those <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so sad we'll go into your dating history for another episode what did we learn in this episode in this episode don't uh do bad magic tricks on a date Pick no. something that you're actually good at and exploit that during your date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, only take your best skills uh, to your date. Also, oh, wait, 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 just a quick question on that. What skill would you bring to a date? Podcasting. <laughs> um, That's actually so, a really hard question. Yeah. Anyway, I just realized suddenly I have no skills. <laughs> this is terrifying. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i don't think my skills are something that i would always necessarily bring out on the first date um, oh, you like to keep like secret skills like they like you're like an onion after every date they discover a little something else about you and why you're wonderful right yeah like they don't you know i'm like yeah i enjoy cooking then they come over and i'm like i've made you this four course meal Ooh, i love that i think i have to get some skills <laughs> That's little thing. I'm like, I'm really good at getting high and watching comedies and animal documentaries is like a skill to bring with me. Um, all right. So what's in a name? Uh, what, did, what was the key takeaway or takeaways there, Sarah? Take their name down. Put it in your phone. Tattoo it on your hand. I don't care. Get the gosh darn name. Yeah, get the name. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. All right, and for our last story. Um, the biggest takeaway there would be, uh, you know, just because when someone talks about having some game doesn't mean they have any. Ooh, I love that. That is a great takeaway. Yeah, and uh, I think also maybe don't be a sulky, manipulative shit. 
because it doesn't matter how enormous your member is. Uh, that's just not attractive or cool. So yeah, I agree. Uh, and you know what? Maybe next time if you're feeling like sad and lonely, skip the bad date, get out some toys and order some Chinese food. Probably be a better time. I love that. Um, I don't know if I would ever combine the toys and the Chinese food myself. Um, but hey, if you're by yourself and you're feeling adventurous, <laughs> pair whatever you want. <laughs> I meant for eating it afterwards, but if you want to mix it up, you do you. Oh, okay. Sorry, there. I needed some clarity there. But uh, yeah, yeah, eat the food after. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> uh, well, that wraps up our second episode of Lousy Dates. And we're happy to report that we have gotten some more truly hilarious stories that we will be sharing in subsequent episodes. Make sure you tell your friends about this podcast and encourage that really slutty one to share some of the awkward dates you've heard about over brunch. Follow us on Facebook for updates or on Instagram at Lousy Dates Podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next Saturday morning for our third episode. Later, daters! In my toes and in my shoulders I've been shaking like I'm colder In my head, in my eyes Feels like I'm never getting older Got my heart on my sleeve Got the fire to set me free I'm gon' show this kind of night and night The human torch was denied a bank loan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't believe that we're the same person. (laughs) That was fantastic. And we're like, and cue the anger man references. (laughs) Oh, God. So beautiful what we have. I watched Anchorman for the first time on a date that turned out to be kind of an awkward, lousy date. The Anchorman part was not the awkward, lousy part. That was actually the highlight.